Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com. Arkansas has a huge matchup this weekend against Hugh Freeze's number 23-ranked Liberty Flames. We're going to talk to Curtis Wilkerson. He's going to help us take a deep dive into this, and we're going to get to your questions as well as we break down everything about the upcoming game. This is your Arkansas versus Liberty Primer. I want to remind you, of course, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already, like 90,000 other of your peers have done. 90,000 Razorbacks subscribe to our Facebook page. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notifications bell if you're if you want to be alerted anytime we upload new videos and uh, throw us a like or a thumbs up on both those channels, share the content with somebody else. You got an old papal who doesn't know how to use the internet. He doesn't know about YouTube, but he loves the Razorbacks. Show him the show. Maybe he would enjoy it. You never know. Or you got a grandmother, maybe a grandmother. Hey, it doesn't have to be an old person. You got your, your son, your son. This is a family friendly show. Show your son the show. Show your son the show. <laughs> Also available on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Leave us a five-star review if you haven't done so already on Apple Podcasts. We would certainly appreciate uh, having that. Hogsports is just $1 for your first month right now at hawgsports.com. I'm excited about this game, if you can't tell. It's going to be an interesting one. I think it's going to tell us a lot about the Razorbacks, even though we're so far deep into the season. It's a number 23-ranked team. Last I checked, they were 13.5 point underdogs. I've seen 14.5 also. But I think it's holding true at about 13.5. Liberty is. For the number 23-ranked team in the country facing an unranked team on the road, I mean, that just tells you what you really need to know. The rankings don't mean a whole lot. If everybody was competing in the SEC, not everybody would have the same record. College football playoffs came out recently. I'm not so sure TCU, Clemson, no disrespect. Michigan, no disrespect, come play an SEC schedule. Come play in the SEC, and we'll see if you're complaining about playoff rankings. So this game's at 3 o'clock, not a bad time. We've talked to Sam Pittman a couple few times, I guess, already this week, and uh, he's confirmed what we thought. This is a great time to have visitors up. You can go check out Danny Danny West content on uh, on the visitors coming up this weekend. But it's a great kickoff time at 3 o'clock, Central Daylight Time, the last Central Daylight Time. We're about to flip over. You can go ahead and move your clock ahead if you want and be like Kramer. <laughs> but uh, last three last Central Daylight Time, 3 o'clock, 7-1 Liberty Flames versus 5-3 Arkansas Razorbacks, 2-3 in the SEC in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium. The game is on SEC Network. You can also stream it, of course. We've got all the how-to-watch stuff if you want or how to listen if you want to know what radio station available in your area and stuff. All that's at hogsports.com. Over-under for this one is 64. The forecast is calling for 62. Zero percent chance of rain. That's nice. 
should be a nice weather day. Now Arkansas just has to hold up their end of the bargain and win like they should win. I don't care if they're ranked 23rd. I don't care if they beat BYU by more than Arkansas did. The week before they played BYU, they lost to Gardner-Webb. Or excuse me, they beat Gardner-Webb by one point. Like everybody's talking, and I think it's very smart by Sam Pittman to frame the game the way he has. Hey, this team's ranked number 23 in the country. Hey, that's probably a blessing for Arkansas in terms of – because they've been guilty of overlooking a little bit, especially like Missouri State, which I don't know how they did that, but they got off to a really bad start. But the fact that you've got a ranked opponent coming in here, you know, you're selling it on the idea that, hey, this is an SEC coach and Hugh, Fre- and Hugh Freeze. He knows what he's doing. Um, you know, and you sell the, uh, the you know, the – the score against BYU. And I was watching the BYU game again. I hadn't watched it, obviously, because it was they have a bye week last week. But I was watching it again. I, I forgot that BYU jumped out 14-3 to on them and I guess didn't score again because I, I didn't get past the first half here when I was re-watching it. But, uh, yeah, they didn't, uh, they didn't score again. So they got a really stout defense. They don't really do it the same way that Hugh Freeze is used to doing things, putting up big offensive numbers. And we'll get to some of that stuff here in a second. But – Arkansas, by the way, currently ranked number six on this power ranking by David H. Murray with 24-7 Sports. Ahead of Mississippi State, who they lost to. Ahead of Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Auburn, and Vanderbilt. Tennessee number one in this power ranking. I think it's hard when you get into the middle of the pack in the SEC to distinguish it. Here's another Interesting article. This is basketball, but uh, CBS Sports came out with their top 101 players, and Arkansas has two guys in the top 50. Nick Smith, I believe, was 13th, 13th, and Anthony Black was 44. That's the only Arkansas guys on there. Now, Nick Smith was just named to the coaches' first team preseason All-SEC squad, one of several, one of several uh, list that he's made. So Smith has been on the Jerry Award, Jerry West Award watch list, second team All American preseason by CBS Sports, four team All American by Blue Ribbon Magazine, National Newcomer of the Year by Blue Ribbon Magazine. Andy Katz has him number two on National Impact Freshman. CBS Sports has him number two at the same type of list. SEC Freshman of the Year on CBS Sports, SBS SEC Freshman of the Year Blue Ribbon, first team All SEC by the media and coaches and by Blue Ribbon Magazine. Obviously, we know 24-7 Sports had him the number one ranked player in the entire country. Now i got to go get it done. If you didn't check out Curtis's, who will be joining us here, uh, breakdown on Hog Hoops Live, the uh, season three premiere of Hog Hoops Live premiered yesterday. And you, it's a separate YouTube channel, so go check that out. I'll, I'll, when we get Curtis on, I'll, I'll provide the link up in the corner here. But he does a great job, Curtis, covering Razorback basketball like nobody else. And we're excited to have him with Hog Sports. Who else does a great job? My friends at Ozarks Go. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, and check and see if they're available in your area. If your internet service isn't what it should be, just it's 2022. Your internet service should work. And the problem is too many of them don't. Okay, I'm not going to disparage any other companies, but I've been with three other internet service providers and I've had problems with all of them. In and out, or they keep jacking my bill up and then I'll call, you know, to cancel. They're like, oh, let's get you in on this super low rate. 
Well, why? if that was the rate then, why <laughs> the more loyal I am, you keep jacking up the price? Ozarks Go doesn't, doesn't do that. It's, it's the same price that you pay in year one, you're going to pay in year two. Now, they may offer you some like, hey, get our 1,000 megabits per second, which they call their gigabit. They may offer you that for a month for free just to test it out when you're paying for the 100 megabit price. Okay, they may do something like that. But that's just like a little monthly deal to let you test it out. I think 100 megabits per second is probably good for most people. That's up and down speed. For me, I need a little more juice. I like the gigabit. Other people that work in my industry like the gigabit. If you like it almost instant, you want the gigabit service. But uh, local company, think north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas, eastern, northeastern Oklahoma. If you, need, if you need to call them for some reason, you can reach them at 479-684-4900, and you'll talk to somebody locally, a neighbor from this area, not shipped off to some call center. Great service. I've had 100% uptime. My personal experience, my internet always works. This is right now powered by Ozarks Go. You're watching this streaming from Ozarks Go. It's uploading this. So you know it's good speed. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog and then check the availability there. You'd be glad you checked it out. My thoughts on the game coming up. I haven't fully determined where I'm going on the score prediction. There's some unknown. Okay. Now, we don't know who they're going with at quarterback, and it's become even more cloudy because Jonathan Bennett, the guy who started the last three games, I think he has four starts this year, but Jonathan Bennett has the flu, hasn't practiced for the last couple of days for them. Okay, this is the guy that I would go with if I were Hugh Freeze. Charlie Brewer started the season off as the starter. He threw, I think, four passes and was out by the first series with a broken wrist. He played a little bit last week. In fact, he came in early, not late, but he came in in the first series. And I don't know if they were just testing him out, but he didn't throw a pass. He just handed the ball off. So maybe the arm isn't there yet. Maybe they wanted to throw him off a little bit because it was kind of ironic because, you know, Jonathan Bennett comes in and they're tossing the ball. He's more of a runner. And Brewer comes in and he's handing the ball off and ran the ball. So maybe his wrist isn't quite there as far as throwing yet, but they don't, they don't act like he's, like, quite ready yet. So they've had some real problems. For, to have so many quarterback issues they've had and to be 7-1 and one is pretty impressive. So Bennett's has the flu. Also, uh, Luis, the running back, the backup running back, has a funeral and uh, may miss the game also. He has a family funeral. So he may also miss the game. And he's – I mean, he's got a lot of touchdowns. I think he's got seven touchdowns this year on the ground, and the starter has eight so this guy is kind of a goal line type of guy. I know he scored at the goal line early against BYU, uh, but that could be something to follow, obviously. So Charlie Brewer, Charlie Brewer has 10,000 career passing yards. For those of you who aren't familiar with him, if he does play, then maybe he gets some action. He did against BYU, and they, they had a bye week since then. So uh, he threw for like 9,700 yards at Baylor. He's a four-year starter for them. Then transferred to Utah took advantage of the COVID year, lost his job there. They, they had back-to-back losses, lost his job there, redshirted, and has another year. So he's in his sixth year right now and got hurt, obviously, right off the bat. So we'll see what happens. But this guy has been pretty prolific as a passer. And then Jonathan Bennett, 77 of 134. That's 57.5%, 939 yards, 
Eight touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's got a little bit of a loop in his throwing motion. So by loop, that means he kind of throws it more like a baseball, dips it down a little bit. And he can throw on the move, but the interception I saw him throw against BYU in the first quarter was straight to the BYU defender. He can run the ball. He does, his numbers aren't prolific as a runner, but he can scoot. If you give him a little room, he can pick up a first down for you. All right, so who does that leave if Bennett can't go, if Brewer can't go? And Caden Salter, we didn't even talk about him. You guys may remember Caden Salter. Arkansas recruited him pretty heavily out of high school, went to Tennessee, got booted from the team, ended up at Liberty. He started a few games, a couple games for them also this season after Brewer got hurt and had a groin injury and had surgery after that, had to have surgery on it. It was so serious. So he's not an option. So who does that leave us with? Nate Hampton? Nate Hampton's different than all these guys. They're all different. Nate Hampton's 6'6", 235, big kid. I mean, he's played a little bit barely this year, just a little bit. Local guy. All these quarterbacks like him and um, Bennett, both those guys, those are the guys that signed with Liberty. You know, it's kind of the same schools in the mix for them, App State, Coastal Carolina, good programs. Good programs, but, you know, nobody on the FBS level was recruiting them. I mean, personnel-wise, they've got some skill guys. I think the, the difference for Arkansas is going to be the lines, where you have just a, a lot of difference in size. Day-Day Hunter, 120 carries for 821 yards, the starting back, eight touchdowns. I like this guy. He's only 5'10", 190, but he really has some good vision. He sees the hole. They run a lot of, uh, like, power, wham plays, things like that. And this guy is very patient, sees the hole very well. He didn't do much when he was at Hawaii. He transferred in last year. But he's having a breakout year, 120 carries, uh, 821 yards, as I mentioned. Luis, uh, 79 for 333 and seven touchdowns, as I mentioned. But he hasn't played. And nobody else really at running back has a lot, you know, any significant number of carries past that. So Lewis may not play. Luis, L-O-U-I-S. Lewis or Luis? I'm not sure. But Day Day Hunter's the main guy there. Receiving Demario Douglas. This guy's super shifty, smaller, smaller guy, maybe 5'8. But somebody people talk about as having next-level potential. 42 catches, 615 yards, five touchdowns. They throw a lot of short stuff to him, and he's a make-you-miss type of guy. Really elusive. I like this Noah Frith guy. 15 for 305. He hasn't had a touchdown, but they throw a lot of deep passes to him. They throw a lot of back-shoulder stuff. Uh, He had a pass that he caught early in the BYU game that was called back. They had a couple of linemen downfield penalties against him in the RPO game. But he's – I mean, he can really go get it. A couple of good receivers. He only has 15 catches, but he's averaged 20.3 yards per catch. No touchdown, which is interesting, because he's the bigger guy. He's like 6'4". I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Yeah, Liberty's a hard team to get a hold of. Hard team to figure out. Quarterback situation they got going on. I mean, the way they've played this year, like to spank BYU the way they did. I mean, Arkansas beat BYU handily. It wasn't – I mean, in the second half, they dominated them like they're supposed to. But Liberty really crushed them. Now, Liberty played them at home. But the week before, Liberty had a game in Lynchburg at home against Gardner-Webb, and they won 21-20. Turnovers were equal. Wasn't some like – I mean, I think they both had three turnovers, so a lot of turnovers in that one. But – I just think it's interesting they, you know, they point to that one. And I, I like how Sam Pittman is also, you know, kind of pointing to the team because you hear the players saying this in the interviews. You hear them saying, you know, they're a two-point conversion away from beating Wake Forest and being undefeated. They're also a four-overtime win if it had gone the other way in the opener against Southern Miss from losing that game. But they don't talk about that one. They don't talk about the Gardner-Webb game. They're, they're presenting it properly. So hopefully Arkansas gets up. Arkansas has not played a complete game yet. And a big reason for that is because they had such slow starts all season. They have had slow starts on offense. They have not played a complete game yet. They've not been home since November – or excuse me, since October 1st. And now it's November 5th, this game. So you're looking at almost five weeks in between home games, which is ridiculous. I think it's going to be a great crowd. The weather's nice. It's a good kickoff time at 3 o'clock. That's a sweet spot to me. A lot to like about the way this game shapes up, I think. Liberty averages 31.1 points per game, 422 yards of offense. Both those are respectable numbers. They're right in the middle of the pack in the country, upper middle of the pack. 195 rushing yards per game. That's 29th. Passing offense, 226 per game. Pass efficiency, 129. Passing is just kind of middle of the pack-ish. Third down percentage isn't impressive, 34.8%. That's 100th nationally. Red zone efficiency, 75%. Not impressive. Turnovers lost, 18. That's a lot of turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. That's 123 nationally. They give up a lot of sacks, 2.9 a game, 105 nationally. Give up a lot of TFLs. Arkansas on defense, though, isn't spectacular by any means. Arkansas in every single major category, from scoring defense to rushing defense to turnovers gained, all of those things, they are in the 90s at best in every category. 90s to 129 nationally. Out of 131 teams, not good. Sacks made, 16th. 
TFLs is the other outlier, 5.4 a game, 81. Those are the two areas where they're been decent on defense. Now, they're obviously getting healthier. I, I should say also rushing defense, they're 147 yards a game given up. So, that's 72 national. But still, nothing spectacular about Arkansas's defense. Now, they did look a lot better to me last week. Obviously, they're playing Auburn, who's struggling in a lot of ways too. But it's on the road. But getting some guys back on defense, really huge for them. Liberty offensive line, 6'4", 316. It's one of those offensive lines, though, that doesn't look as big as what they're listed at. You know, as I mentioned before, Alabama's offensive line averaged 6'4", 305, and they look huge. People are built differently. 6'4", 316 isn't the same for everybody. Got some guys with a lot of starts, 98 career starts for that offensive line. We'll see how things shake out at quarterback. We talked about running back and wide receiver already. And we're going to go over to Curtis Wilkerson to talk a little bit about their defense. I think I've covered everything I wanted to cover. All right. And I'm going to put Curtis's link up here in the top right of the page on YouTube. So you can click up at the top right and check out his channel on Hog Hoops Live. It's a different YouTube channel. It's the same the same channel on Apple Podcasts and the same channel on... Hey, Trey. Hey, Curtis. How you doing, man? Same channel on I'm Facebook. Doing, I am doing fantastic. Uh, are you going to Bud Walton Live tonight, or is it just going to be me? I'm going to let you go and handle that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. It's like a, it's a student-only event, mm-hmm. and it's cool that they're letting media come in. I want to see the dunk contest and yeah. everything like that, but I'm like, man... It's a weird predicament for me outside of the coaching staff. I might be the oldest guy in there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Curtis, you're like 6'3 or 6'4. Can you flush it? You know, I haven't tried in a long time. I feel good about it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I work out a little bit. I, I think I might have a little bit of balance left in my steps. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll get out there after uh, after a game one day and see if we can still throw it down. <laughs> I'm a shade over six foot. I could dunk it in high school and in early years of college. I can still graze the rim with my finger, and I'm 45 years old, so that's not too bad. Although, no, it's not bad at all. Yeah, but when I come down, I feel it in the knees. <laughs> that's, the, that's the rough part about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I always tell people. Like, when you get older, like, you can still do a lot of the things you could do when you're younger, but you might pay for it. And then if you exactly. get hurt, then it's like forever. You never get better. <laughs> hey, Curtis, you've looked a little bit at this uh, this Liberty defense. What can you tell us about these guys? I mean, Hugh Freeze is kind of hanging his hat on defense this year with their 7-1 and one record. Yeah, I, I like their defense. Honestly, you know, I, I think they look fast. Uh, they're pretty aggressive. They're really opportunistic. I mean, obviously they're undersized compared to, you know, SEC teams and, and some of the other teams Arkansas seeing on their schedule. But – uh, they're pretty good. You know, they forced 18 turnovers this season. That's seventh in the country. Uh, 11 of those have come via interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're eighth in the country in sacks. They're fourth in tackles for loss. Uh, you know, so that's all impressive given, you know, you have to take it, at, you know, in terms of the schedule that they played and things like that. But uh, that's a lot of production there. You know, I, I just think uh, maybe at the end of the day, they, they haven't seen the type of size and, and talent and athleticism that Arkansas will have. Uh, you mentioned earlier that the biggest difference will probably come in the trenches, and I, I tend to agree with that. 
but they've got some nice players, you know, a safety and Robert Rahimi. He's got four interceptions on the season, kind of a ball hawk for him back there. Uh, I really like Darrell Johnson. He's 6'3", 245-pound guy that comes off the edge for him. Uh, he's got a ton of sacks and tackles for loss. He can move really well. Uh, and I really like both their linebackers, Mike Smith and Ahmad Walker. They, they kind of rack up the tackles and uh, do a lot of damage for them in terms of stopping the run. So, yeah, I mean, they've got some nice pieces. Uh, it's kind of a, a playmaking defense. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be a challenge for Arkansas. But, again, I, I just think that this is a different level uh, probably than anything the Flames has seen this season. Curtis Wilkerson joining us. You can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. He's the Hog Sports Senior Analyst. And I mentioned your Hog Hoops Live uh, show premiered yesterday, and I, I put a link uh, on YouTube. People will see a link up in the corner so they can go click on uh, the YouTube channel. Different YouTube channel, same Facebook channel, same Apple Podcast and Podcast channel. They give the ball away a lot. They have 18 giveaways and 18 takeaways. That's a lot of back and forth. I mean, that's got to drive Liberty fans crazy. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm sure it does. And I guess that's what happens when you have, you know, a different quarterback every game, it seems yeah. like. And, and that's only slightly an exaggeration. I mean, it, it, it's nuts what they've got going on there. I guess what's impressed me the most probably about Liberty and, and the job that Hugh Freeze has done is uh, – man, when you're switching out your quarterbacks like that with injuries and everything going on, but you're still finding ways to win uh, and to be in the position that, position that you are, that's pretty impressive to mm-hmm. me. Um, you know, I, I think they've done a good job there. You look at some of those results. I know they had a really close game with, who was it, Gardner-Webb or whatever. Yeah. You know, they've been in some dogfights there against teams that you would think a, a ranked opponent would blow out. But, man, when you've had that much flux going on, I, I think it's just impressive to get out of some of these games with wins. And like you said, uh, they've been able to to hang their hat on on defense a little bit, and you know it, it's kind of like uh, kind of like basketball. You know, like if you're not going to shoot the three pointer well, uh, where you you better defend it and not give up a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. If you're going to throw a bunch of interceptions in football and turn it over a ton, well, you better equal it out by getting some takeaways yourself. And I think they've done a pretty good job of that. So you know, I look at Liberty's schedule. I mean, Wake Forest is having a good season, obviously, but I don't know. Like, if any of these teams came into Fayetteville. Are you worried? Is Southern Miss, UAB, Wake, Akron, Old Dominion, UMass, Gardner-Webb, BYU, you worried about any of those teams coming into Fayetteville? I'm not. No. Bring them all in here, quite honestly. I mean, you know, Arkansas has no luck with these uh, these non-conference games that they're scheduled out years in advance, especially this year. It's been nuts. I, I would welcome any of those teams coming in for a, you know, a nice, easy, breezy Saturday for sure. Yeah. So we always do keys to victory, five burning questions. You asked, will Hugh Freeze make things weird in Fayetteville? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> I, you know, there's just something to be said. It's, it's the got, factor, are there, are there escort services? What do you What do you mean? <laughs> Listen, what that guy does with his private life, I'll, I'll leave that up to him. But, uh, you know, it, what I will say about him is obviously he's a, he's a good coach. Uh, there's a reason that even given those those transgressions that we just hinted at, that every time you know a major job comes open, uh, you hear his name at least mentioned, at least thrown out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's done a really nice job with Liberty, and, and you know they've competed uh, in games like this. You know, lost by three at Syracuse uh, last year. I thought you know they got behind early, but I thought they played well at Ole Miss last season. Uh, blew out yeah. BYU, obviously, and, and like you said, you know Wake's a ranked program. I don't know what the uh, the level at Arkansas is, but uh, they gave him everything they wanted there. So 
I think he's got a you know a confident bunch coming in here. He's had two weeks to prepare. Uh, I don't know how much that means now, given the quarterback situation. Uh, but you just wonder what kind of tricks he has up his sleeve, and if he's going to have those guys ready to come in and, and you know compete, make it interesting uh, on Saturday. He's certainly a coach that's capable of doing it. So you've broken down the quarterback situation. People say my audio is out of sync. I've been tweaking with my audio. I can't seem to get it to sync up right. We'll see what happens. Anyway, um, you have who will Liberty trot out at quarterback, and you've got Charlie Brewer. You mentioned Caden Salter, who's, who's injured. you got Jonathan Bennett. Uh, but you didn't – obviously, some different information came out today. It could end up being Nate Hampton, who's the 6'6", 235-pound redshirt freshman. So – Kind of wild situation they've got going on. Might have to go make an edit there. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the trenches. Uh, you you have one of those questions because they ha- can they hang in the trenches with Arkansas? Uh, will Arkansas get into a better get off to a better start? Can Arkansas take another step forward defensively? I felt like they did that. The score against Auburn didn't really reflect how dominant Arkansas was and when it mattered when the game was on the line, and it was thirty eight to to thirteen. Keys to victory, Curtis: penalties, turnovers, special teams. Injuries always play a key role. We list those every week. And number five, continue reversing troubling trends. That's the new one. Yeah, yeah, I I think that's important for Arkansas. You know, a lot of talk about uh, converting on third downs and and getting points on the board in the red zone. And Arkansas has done a really nice job of turning that around, I think, the last couple weeks. Uh, You know, I I saw Danny put out a tweet about their their third down conversions last couple weeks, almost 69% of those. Uh, that's really good, and you you take a look at it now in the national rankings. Uh, they've really climbed up there. They're at an even 50%. They're top 15 in the country. Uh, but it's interesting because Liberty, uh, defensively, uh, they're number 14 in the country when it comes to limiting opponents on third down. So it's kind of an interesting matchup there. Uh, the red zone, I know that was driving everybody crazy. You know, Arkansas is racking up all these yards, turn into points. And I think they've been a lot better about that the last couple of weeks, 13 out of 14. Uh, in these two games, and if I remember correctly, the only one that they didn't score on was that weird uh, KJ dove on his head, and then Malik came in at the goal line there against BYU. So, uh, been doing a pretty good job of, of turning those into points. And you know, again, Liberty, uh, you know, you have to take into account the schedule, but uh, they've been good against teams in the you know when they get into their red zone. Uh, I think about seventy six percent of a of a scoring percentage there, uh, and that's really good. But uh, a lot of those wind up being field goals. I think out of 23 tries, 14 of them uh, only have been touchdowns. So, you know, when teams get into your red zone, you can limit them to three. That's almost a victory. So uh, it's going to be an interesting part of the matchup there. And I think it's two areas that Arkansas has progressed in. Uh, and, you know, obviously against a team like Liberty, uh, who's really good in those areas, you want to continue to take a step forward. All right, Curtis. Should we be concerned about this basketball team? Nah. Nah, nah I, I'm not concerned about him. You know, listen, <laughs> that was not fun to sit and watch. Uh, <laughs> I don't think whether it counts or not, you don't want to see you know Arkansas lose by 30 to anybody, especially Texas. Uh, you know, I, I think it went about like I expected it to go in the first half. Uh, I thought they'd be a little bit taken back, those young guards, especially against the, you know, just the physicality, uh, the veteran mindset that Texas plays with. We saw that with the turnovers, some of the struggles on the glass. I think the main thing that surprised me about it was that the wheels just fell off in the second yeah. half. Uh, but, you know, if, if you've listened to Eric Musselman, he's kind of said throughout the preseason that he's looking for consistency. 
mm-hmm. guys to play to their talent level on a daily basis, uh, have more competitive stamina. And those are all buzzwords to me that suggest, uh, you know, that, that he sees the talent in the room. He's seen flashes of how good they could be, but it's just part of the process and get them to do it uh, and buy into it every single day. Well, now they got the wake up call. They know mm-hmm. if they don't bring it, that this is a potential thing that could happen. Uh, I imagine they don't want it to happen again. I imagine practice has not been fun this week. So uh, I have a feeling we're going to see a better product come Monday. And, and yeah, they're going to be fine this season. All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. We'll Always. See you on Saturday, man. Sounds good. Looking right. forward to it. Enjoy your, uh, your time with the students tonight. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Talk to you later. We'll see you. All right, everybody. That's Kurt Wilkerson. Again, follow Kurt Wilkerson at Kurt Wilkerson underscore on Twitter, and he is the Hogsport Senior Analyst, does a ton of coverage for Razorback football, basketball, baseball, even helps with recruiting from time to time. Uh, but he is our primary basketball guy and just does a home run job. We're super happy to have Curtis Wilkerson with us. All right. At the end of the show, for you on Facebook, we're going to get this audio issue fixed, okay? I'm going to go from plus one, minus one, all those kinds of things, and I'm going to let you guys interact with me. When I wrap the show up, I'll come back on at the end and we'll get this figured out once and for all because I keep going back and forth on stuff, how many milliseconds one way or the other, and it's driving me a little crazy. And I test it out and then I go on Facebook Live and it's out of sync. So driving me crazy. So if you don't mind, anybody who wants to help me out, stick with me at the end of the show and we'll get it figured out. I'll tell you what is not a problem though, and that's Ozarks Go. Ozarks Go has not given me any issues at all. Uh, been very pleased with their internet service. Go to ozarksgo.net slash hog, H-A-W-G, and find out if Ozarks Go is available in your area, north of the tunnel in northwest Arkansas, northeast Oklahoma. If you get an Ozarks electric bill, you're probably going to get access. And you can also drop a note in there and say, hey, we'd love to have you in our area because they're continuing to expand. So let them know where to go next if you don't have them. If you like 100% uptime, if you don't want to unplug and replug your internet, get in an argument with your kids over why the internet isn't working, I don't know. Daddy, why is my phone working? I don't know. I can't figure it out. Let me call somebody waiting on hold, get shipped off to a call center or something like that. Not Ozarks Go. First of all, you're not going to have to ever call them. But if you have to move or something like that or you need to change something, then you can reach them at 479-684-4900 and talk to one of your neighbors around here. They offer 100 megabits per second up and down. That's pretty dang fast. That's a lot faster than anything you were getting 10 years ago. And they also offer 1,000 megabits per second, which is lightning fast. That's up and down. If you upload a lot of content, uh, the 1,000 megabit per second is the way to go. This show right now powered by Ozarks Go Internet. It doesn't have anything to do with the sync thing. That's Facebook who keeps giving us problems. Oh, Don Eldred says it's better now. Steve Miller says it's a little off. Sounds good. Okay. All right, let's get to some questions. Before we do that, I want to remind you one more time, plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Throw us a like or a thumbs up on both those platforms. Interact with the video. Leave comments. Let other people know uh, what you think of the show. And also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us that five-star review. Love to have a five-star review from you if you don't mind taking a moment to do that. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you think of, find your favorite podcast, Hogsports, for just $1 for your first month at hawgsports.com. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network. 
James Carpenter says Hugh Freeze says he's down to his fourth-string quarterback gamemanship. I think that we're going to see Jonathan Bennett at the end of the day. I think that's who trots out there first. What's the flu? Is it the real flu or is it flu-like symptoms? People say flu, they can mean a stomach bug. They could mean the real flu. If it's a real flu, maybe that's something different. But what kind of flu are we talking about here? Because people say flu for a lot of stuff. What's up with Trey Sanders? What's up, Trey? Sanders going to rush for 150 yards Saturday. Possible. They got a good defense. But I could see Sanders likes to pop one off every game. So if he pops off a long run, then 150 certainly attainable. Leading the SEC in rushing right now. Colton Smith says, hey, Trey, I know you don't like calling players out, but I don't know why Simeon Player is still starting at safety. He actually played a little better last game, but he's had some struggles, no question. I know he's a captain, but there's a point where he's hurting the team badly, got to do what's best for the team. Landon Montgomery says, Trey, should we be worried about Liberty? They look salty. Yes, you should be. This isn't a pushover game. Arkansas, if they come out and play the way they should, and they execute, like they haven't all year, by the way. They have not played a complete game. They've played some really strong second halves. They haven't played a complete game. If they do that, I think they'll crush Liberty. I think they'll crush them. Curtis didn't tell his score, but it's like 44-24. He thinks they're going to crush them. Now, a lot of things can happen, though. Arkansas hasn't gotten off to a strong start. You have a bunch of penalties, turnovers, slow start. Look what happened against Missouri State. They go down 17-0 against Liberty. That could be a real problem against this team. They can throw the ball. Even with any of those quarterbacks, they've got some quality wide receivers. They can run the ball. Day-Day Hunter's a really good back. Like, I think he could play in this conference. Douglas, too, I think, at wide receiver. Landon Montgomery says, Trey, can we really beat LSU and Ole Miss? I thought they were wins to begin the season. Not so sure now. The thing that I thought with LSU is as you get further down, and and Ole Miss too, the reason it's a bad spot on the schedule, because as you get farther down the schedule, LSU with their new coaching staff, you know, with a bunch of transfers and stuff, they figure things out. They get a little more cohesive. As long as they don't implode early in the season, which they – people thought they did against Florida State but they bounced back didn't they and they're starting to come together obviously and playing really well Ole Miss kind of a similar situation they brought in like 17 transfers in the offseason a lot of new players same situation you don't want you want to play them early in the year not necessarily late in the year however both of these games are in Fayetteville they will both be close games and Arkansas has a chance to win both of them they're the two hardest games left on the schedule not bad that LSU's at 11 o'clock, though. <clears throat> Billy Harper says, I'll be at the game. Go Hogs. So, Don, you're the one that alerted me about the audio sync issues. And, again, we'll get to that at the end of the show. I'm going to – anybody who wants to help me out, we're going to go through some things and test some things out, okay? Lane New says, hey, Trey, why do you think Rocket isn't getting any Heisman hype, not enough touchdowns maybe? There was an interesting graphic I saw. I don't know if it was ESPN or who it was, but – when you look at the other guys that had done the same thing as Rocket Sanders in the SEC, most of them won the Heisman. Leonard Fournette was the Heisman Trophy favorite all year when he did it, but Derrick Henry was also in that year, and Derrick Henry ended up having more rushing yards, and obviously they went on national championship and everything. But um, Derrick Henry won it that year, and Leonard Fournette did not. 
Um, oh, I'm, there's another Alabama running back, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting his name. I can see his face so clear. He won the Heisman 2015-ish. I can't remember. I don't know why I'm spacing on his name. Played for the Saints. Anyway, he uh, he also won the Heisman, did it in eight games. And I think there was one other player in that category who also won the Heisman, who did the same thing as Rocket Sanders did. But nobody's really talking about him. You're right. He's got to keep it going. I mean, like Madre Hill hit, the same, hit it in eight games also. And this was over the last 15 years, by the way. But Madre Hill uh, – did it also that he tied Madre Hill's record, but Madre only ended up with 1300. What was the number? 1357 off the top of my head. That's what I want to say. 1357 yards. I can't remember if that's right, but that's close to it. Um, so he didn't like have a super strong finish to the year. They may have only played 11 games that year in the regular season. And was that at a time when bowl games counted for your total? May not have been. Maybe that's why. Okay. Rich Haywood says, listening from Costa Rica, keep up the great work and walk and talks. Woo pig suey. Steve Miller says he likes it. He says it sounds good. He says it's a little bit off. Okay. Don says it's better now. Trent Clark says no issues. Okay, maybe a, off a little bit. Rocket for 150 plus. Mark Ingram, yep. Thanks, Steve. Mark Ingram is the name. That's it. All right. Did we want to touch on anything else? I feel like we covered just about every aspect of this game. It's homecoming also. There's maybe another bit of motivation. I'm not sure how much motivation that is, but there are a lot of old Razorback fans and Maybe old Razorback players that maybe come to the game that maybe otherwise wouldn't have because it's homecoming. I don't know. I don't know if that really makes any difference. I always thought you just kind of scheduled a, a team that um, you felt like you could beat. Arkansas has got a tough schedule, though, non-conference. Missouri State's a little too early to be a homecoming game. But I think it's going to be a great crowd. I think Arkansas is going to win unless they just implode. I think that they're going to win. I feel like there's an opportunity for them to play maybe their best game. Coming off the bye week, having success at Auburn, getting K.J. back, all that stuff going, you know, and, uh, you know, also having beat BYU the week before. K.J.'s playing well. They're running the ball well. You would like to see maybe a little bit better push from the offensive line, but if it's me, I run at these guys like crazy. Now, people say just run the ball, but you still have to pass the ball. Like, it's amazing. People are like, just run the ball. But, like, a lot of times some of the key plays for them on converting third downs and stuff, even third and short, have been pass plays. They can throw the ball. But, yes, run the ball primarily. But you also got to pass. I mean, I hate to say, like, because I've been saying it all year, but, like, don't beat yourself But because that's not what really happens. You make mistakes, the other team makes you pay, and that's how you lose games. But if Arkansas keeps it clean, I think that they they win walking away on this one. All right, everybody, stick around with me. If you're on Facebook, we're going to figure out the audio sync stuff. Um, and for everybody else, appreciate you joining me. The next time I talk to you guys, I'll be walking outside of Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium for the Walk and Talk. All right, everybody, thanks for joining me. This has been Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. 